0: Welcome back to the Queen's School Chester podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents, and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we speak to Jill Taylor, Director of Studies, about the summer holidays and finding a solution to something called the summer learning loss. Jill's going to explain just what that's all about, how parents can tailor learning opportunity activities in the holidays, the different resources available to parents that can help keep a student actively learning, and we'll discover some of the cognitive benefits of playing Minecraft. Let's not waste any more time but dive on in with me as we speak to Jill Taylor. Jill, welcome to the Queen's School podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you today?
1: I'm really well, thank you very much. I'm enjoying uh, some nice weather which we've been having so that's quite nice and it's made a difference to the girls that we teach. they have kind of bouncing around and feeling very happy as well so that makes the day a, a good day.
0: So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the summer holidays, uh, which I think we've all definitely earned this year, uh, without doubt. But we're also going to be talking about what parents can do to make the most of that opportunity, I guess, really for balance. Um, But before we do that, I wonder whether you could tell us a little bit about your own education. So where you went to school and what you did after you left school.
1: Uh, Yes, I can. Um, I went to school in uh, Wrexham to a tiny little primary school called Barkers Lane um, and it was kind of 20, 24 perhaps in a class, so nice and small, uh, co-ed and then I went up to uh, the local high school, um, Mm -hmm. did all my GCSEs and then went on and did A-levels and then I did a degree in media studies um, in Sheffield. And then had a little go at working in the media and found that it wasn't quite what I was expecting. And I kind of I kept going back to, I want to be a teacher. My mum's a head teacher. Um, okay. And that's how I kind of ended up going down that path thinking, actually, I think it's in my blood. This is what I want to do. And so mm. I did a, a postgraduate degree in primary education and then started off in an all-girls school in Denby, uh, a boarding school. Mm -hmm. and then had seven years there and then I came over to Queen's where I am now and I've been here 11 years now.
0: Okay right and is your mother still a a head teacher of a school without wanting to give away your age of course?
1: (laughs) No she's retired now.
0: (laughs) She's retired okay. (laughs) So the summer holidays and summer learning loss is a phrase that we've heard something about but what on earth is that for anyone who's listening to this right now?
1: So the, kind of the learning loss that occurs during the summer holidays, the, the children are off for quite a big chunk of time and during that time they tend to down tools and, and enjoy that well-earned break that you know they've mm. worked hard all through the year and uh, they deserve to have some, some downtime but unfortunately as a result of that sometimes they, they don't keep on top of their reading, they don't, don't keep on top of their general math skills. And all the other kind of learning skills that they have as well, the research skills and the, just their curiosity. And it's about keeping on top of that curiosity, really, and, mm. and making sure that they are thinking about, you know, reading and writing and, and all of those skills that they've been learning through the year so that it doesn't slide mm. back too much.
0: I see. And in what areas do children tend to experience the most learning loss?
1: It does tend to be in their reading um, and in their just their basic math skills. So, Keeping on top of their times tables is such an important, valuable one, um, mm-hmm. and keeping on, just keeping them reading, keeping them reading anything. It doesn't have to be fiction; it can be non-fiction, but just practicing their reading skills, and especially you know the, the younger pupils who have been learning phonics and things, just getting them to to read things like signs and things like that as they're going around. It just mm. keeps them fresh. It keeps those skills just under the surface.
0: Oh, I see right but for any parents listening to this who might be thinking to themselves oh come on Jill you know they spend all this time learning at school it's summer holidays and, and it's okay for them for a few weeks just to kind of do nothing um, apart from whatever they want to do what, what might you say to those people?
1: Um, I would say it doesn't have to be a chore. It can be done in such a fun way that they're actually keeping on top of their skills, but they don't feel like they're learning. So you can do all sorts of different things to encourage them to use all of the skills that they've learned through the year. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to feel like like they're at school. It doesn't have to be like a lesson. It can just be general things that you do at home that mm-hmm. you're using those skills without even thinking about it or even saying anything to them just to do oh, let's do this today. For example, let's bake a cake today. So then they mm. can have a go at weighing out the ingredients, reading the recipe, and um, talking about time and temperature and all of those skills that you just don't necessarily think this is going to be you know a chance to learn here, but it is. Mm. It's a really valuable experience and it's a way of also spending nice time together when you get a nice cake or whatever it is you're making at the end of it and that's something you can do with little ones all the way through up to to older pupils as well because you can tailor it to the age of your pupils so you could even look at doing if you're baking something you could even use some ratio skills and say Mm. well this recipe makes 12 how Mm -hmm. would we make it for 18 what what amounts of ingredients would we use for that and so then you're bringing ratio into it and they don't even realize
0: Mm. Hmm. OK, so some of the things you're talking about here, I can imagine uh, I'm, I'm talking as a father now with two teenage daughters. <laughs> so I can imagine about 10 years ago, they would have been quite easy to get excited about um, investing some of their time during summer holidays doing, doing some of these things. Now they're both teenagers, that changes things a little bit. So how do things change as children get older and the approaches that parents can be taking to engage them in different things throughout the summer holidays?
1: It, it like you said, it really does depend on the age group that you're dealing with. So you can change the activity. It doesn't have to be cooking. It could be shopping, which teenagers <laughs> tend to love. So <laughs> yeah. it's you know get them set them a budget and say to them that you've got X amount and oh it's the summer sales. It's like thirty percent off. How much are you going to save if you buy these two items? And so all mm. of these these skills that they don't realise they're using, um, and their life skills really. Um, you could be planning a holiday so you might be planning a trip and you could get them involved and say well okay then we're going to go to this place and this is the time that our train leaves or our flight leaves and you know let's work backwards what time are we going to have to leave and there's so many different ways that you can bring the kind of the skills that they've been using in school into what you're doing in the summer holidays um so if you do go on a trip you could then talk about okay let's plan the itinerary let's um Let's look at the maps. Which way are we going? Mm. So there's so many different skills that, that they can use. Um, so mm. you could even, when you get back from a day trip, especially for older pupils, they might quite enjoy doing a bit of a review. So you could say, right, okay, we've had a really great time, but that wasn't so great, but this was amazing. Let's go on mm. TripAdvisor. Let's pen a review together and 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 tell people our experience of the trip that we've been on so they're using their writing skills and they're using a a style of writing so it's a kind of persuasive piece of writing so there are lots and lots of opportunities to get your children involved no matter what age and you just tailor it to to their ability Mm. and their age group so that it appeals Mm. in some way.
0: I see. Yeah. So none of this is about forcing them to do chores at all. It's just making the everyday things that they do a little bit more fun and, and an opportunity, I guess, for continuing a bit of the learning that they might be doing at school, but in a completely different way. Is that fair?
1: Yes, yeah, it's it's putting everything that they've learned into a context so it's got meaning, and so the things that they've been learning in school, I spend a lot of my time in my math lessons especially, saying, when the children say, why are we learning this? And I'll say, mm. oh, well, you'll use this in this context or this situation. And actually, then they can go away in the summer holidays and, and do that and, and use their skills in different contexts and, and see the, the value of learning it then as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So for parents with children who who like to use video games quite a lot, uh, are video games a, a, a super bad thing? Should parents be discouraging their children from spending any time on video games?
1: I think that video games can be a great opportunity. They're really good opportunities for independent learning and so they can go away and spend some time on a video game. And there are loads of really, really good ones out there. My area is primary education, so there are lots and lots of, of, of games and, and videos and things that you could um, encourage them to do. Things like Minecraft are absolutely brilliant for their cognitive development. There's a, a really lovely game called Animal Crossing, which really develops, like, relationships because they can visit each other's little virtual islands and things like that. There are loads of games on BBC Bite Size that are great tools for children to play, but they're learning whilst they play. Um, mm-hmm. So there's things like, uh, there's a great game that's called Guardians Defenders of Mathematica, which <laughs> is um, a maths game. It's got a grand title, but it's a really good fun game that they can they can play. There's um, Crystal Explorers, which is a Key Stage 2 English um, mm-hmm. game that they can go on. Karate Cats, which is a, a Key Stage 1 English game as well. My advice would be really to check out a game before you send your child off to play on it. Make sure that you're happy with it yeah and i would i'd say probably an hour a day on video games and things like that i think there was a, there was a study a few years ago done by oxford university that said an hour or less is is plenty of time for a child to be on a video game and i know that children spend a huge amount of time mm. on video games and that's probably seems unrealistic but if the weather's good get them outside instead um, mm, rather than mm. sitting in front of a screen give them that time to, to have a little go because they are good learning tools but mm. not all day
0: <laughs> you mentioned bbc bite size what is bbc bite size
1: so uh, bbc bite size is the most amazing resource um it's a website that you can visit they've had loads of fantastic resources on over the both lockdowns and there are tons and tons of resources and videos and games um that the that children can access across the curriculum. There, there's It's a huge learning resource that I would recommend to all parents to direct their children to if they're looking for something to occupy them that they fancy having a, li- a little go at at something different. But then there are also other websites that are fantastic. There's the National Literacy Trust, which have really lovely uh, video games on there. And Enrich is a, a brilliant tool for maths games as well. We use that quite a lot in school. So lots out there.
0: Mm. And you also mentioned Minecraft, and I I think most people listening to this will have heard of Minecraft, but I wouldn't be surprised if not many people listening to this actually know what Minecraft is. And you you mentioned, I forget your exact words, but but you were full of praise for Minecraft. Could you just give us a a quick summary for parents listening who don't know Minecraft at all, what it is and why it is so good?
1: So Minecraft is um, a game platform, if you like, that children can build things in this, this game but you can play with other people interactively or you can just build your own world and I, I think I'd said that it was really good for cognitive development because it really gets them thinking about the structure of things and that it's all working in this kind of 3D world and they can just build the most fantastic creations there are lots of books out there that have got guides to building all of these different places, worlds you can go under the sea, you can build in the air, um, I've got two teenage daughters who have played minecraft like just feverishly they absolutely love it and they interact with their friends and create all sorts of amazing worlds with lots of animals mm. roaming around so it's got something for everyone in there really and it's just a really good way of of using all of their different skills and thinking about the kind of the structures that they're building and what they want to include it's a it's huge amount of fun but there's so much learning in there as
0: well. And you mentioned earlier about lockdowns in 2020 and 2021, do you think that they've been a good opportunity for parents to maybe understand the uh, the priorities in life and to slow down a little bit and spend more time with their children?
1: Yes I definitely think so, I think um, even myself as a teacher I, I've always kind of valued that time with my children and invested time in them when I'm on school holidays but I think it's made everybody realise that you know you've got to slow down sometimes and look at what the important things are and start to maybe prioritise a little bit better and not race around so much I know that's definitely happened in in my family life we've definitely slowed down and and thought why were we running about so much so Mm. Um, I think people have reevaluated evaluated certain aspects of life, I think.
0: And how do we hold on to some of those positive attitudes in the era of COVID being completely gone?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's, it's really hard, isn't it, to remember those important things that we valued during the lockdowns and to try and hold on to them. When life gets back to normal, it's quite easy to slip back into old ways again and I think sometimes we just need to press pause and say hang on what was it that we really enjoyed about the lockdowns and the not running about and let's just slow down again. I think people are are going to have to make more of a conscious decision to do that.
0: So looking back on some of the holidays you've had in the past, uh, I'm thinking here that we are at the start of summer holidays, what sort of holidays have you had in the past where there have been opportunities for you to spend a bit of time doing a bit of fun learning with your own children
1: um so things i've done with my own children um the list is endless uh, it's oh. really that time when i think this is my time with my children because i send them off to school every day and somebody else gets mm. time with them and this is my time where i can really enjoy that that special quality time with them so things i've done are things like the summer reading challenge almost I think all public libraries do them I was looking at what what it is this summer and they've actually got a world a wild world heroes theme
0: which okay. they've linked
1: up with they've linked up with the World Wildlife Fund and um, so it's got a real environmental theme and they've enabled that to go online this time because obviously um, libraries have not been open all year and we're not quite sure whether they will be So it's an opportunity to, they read a certain number of books, they earn stickers and they get a chart and they get a medal for completing the reading challenge. So that's always been one that I've done with my girls from when they were tiny, really, from when they started school. Mm. Um, There's a a website as well that goes uh, along with the reading challenge, which has got lots, it's, it's got a reading club, so there's lots of information about authors and illustrators and there's loads of book recommendations and they can put reviews on themselves. So that's a whole massive resource that's out there that people should mm-hmm. just get it's, it's free so you can just get in touch go online get in touch with your local library and sign up for the summer reading challenge so that's one I've done every single year other things I've done we went re- we went on a really fabulous holiday we decided not to go abroad a few years ago and said let's just stay home we must have seen what was coming <laughs> <laughs> yes. and um we went down to London for a few days. So we got the girls involved in planning the trip. Where do you want to go? What places do you want to see? Let's go online. Let's find out about all of these different places. So we took them down to St. Paul's Cathedral. We went down to have a look at Buckingham Palace. Gosh, I can't... We went to... We did, obviously, the Hamleys, all of those lovely things.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> And yeah.
1: We, we just got them involved in the planning of it. So what time is the train going? And what time do we need to leave to get to Chester Station? And let's have a look at the map, where are we going from, how long is it going to take us, all of these things. Mm. And there were about eight, I think, when we did this. And then whilst we were away, we took loads and loads of pictures. We went to the Tower of London and we, gosh, I can't remember, we did so many things. And all the time we were saying, right, let's have a look at the tube map. Let's work out our route and let's get all of these pictures. And we picked up things along the way. Um, and actually, it was the year that uh, Prince George was born. So uh, okay. we had a very, mm-hmm. a very exciting moment when we were stopped on the street by the Sun newspaper and interviewed. And we had our photograph taken. And the next thing oh, we wow. knew, we were in the Sun newspaper, <laughs> which was quite oh, fun. Wow. Oh, wow. fantastic. So, yeah, it was really exciting. We got to sign a bus. For, for Prince mm-hmm. George, uh, saying congratulations. So that was so you got exciting. to sign a bus. A bus, yeah, it's a big London what? bus, and they had a big banner on it, and so that was all in the newspaper the next day while we were down there. So that was very exciting. So right. when we came back, we had all of these these things that we picked up: tube maps, and we had all of our photographs, and um, we went to the Harry Potter tour on the way home as well. So we had all of these things that we'd done and experienced, and then we put them together. They had a scrapbook each. And we made a huge scrapbook each with all the photos and the maps and the newspaper article and everything That's else. Brilliant. Um, wow. And we went we went to see a show as well. So they had like bits of confetti from the confetti gun at the end and stuck mm. it all on, on their um, scrapbooks and just made it a huge project for, for the summer, which they just kept going back to and filling in and the little diary entries. And, and they've still got them. They're super cute uh, when they Perfect. look back at them. <laughs> yeah. So it's that kind of thing that you can do just to make it exciting and, and also have a memory to hold on to as well, a souvenir of, of that time as well.
0: Yeah, I love that, the concept of learning and also having a memory and that souvenir from from the time when you did it as well. I mean, there, there's that's a classic win-win, really, isn't it?
1: It is, yes. Yeah. So and we've done lots of different things like that through the summer holidays another thing that I can remember doing when I was a child and it's relevant for this year so I was, I was talking to my dad about it yesterday and asking him if he remembers us doing it but it's an Olympic year this year so I can remember I'm going to give away my age a little bit now <laughs> Seoul 88 <laughs> Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and my mum was obviously a teacher back in those days so she she had the whole street all of the children organizing a mini olympics so we had oh, all wow. sorts of events going on mm-hmm. and it was the 80s mm-hmm. so we had roller skating and um, we had all sorts of sprints and and laps of the the kind of the estate and throws and jumps and everybody got involved all the children that lived locally and we were measuring, with would take measures, measuring the throws, measuring the jumps, timing with the stopwatch, all of the, the races. And we mm-hmm. made little tickets for parents to come and watch. And we had Brilliant. all of these medal ceremonies. And it was just a, a really fun time. And I hold on to those memories. And when I asked my dad about it, he was laughing and saying, yes, I'd forgotten about that. But what an wow. amazing time it was. <laughs> and you know, we were finding out about all the different countries that were competing, the different athletes. So there's all sorts of geography and all sorts of things going on in what we were doing. But to us, it was just fun. We didn't see it as we were learning. Mm. We were just having no. an absolute ball because mm. it was the Olympics. There was this kind of carnival feeling and we were doing all of these, using all of our skills that we didn't realise we were using at that time. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: No, it sounds perfect. Well, look, Jill, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But for anyone who's heard anything and might want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to reach out with any questions they might have?
1: Um, So we've got a website that they can go to, the the Queen's School website. And on there, there's loads of contact information. But there's also lots and lots of pages on there giving you information about our school. Um, And they can get in contact via the website if they want to ask any questions about anything that, you know, we do during the summer. We tend to Mm -hmm. say to our parents... Look at your child's end of year report. That's your start point. That's where you can look at what your teachers have said and say, right, that we need to work on telling the time. Perfect opportunity during the summer to practice things like telling the time. (laughs) So look at your child's report and then work from there. If they've said, oh, need a little bit more practice of this, a bit more practice of that, and then you can just work it into what you're doing.
0: I love that. Using that as a starting point. That's perfect. Well, let's hope we all have a great summer. Like I said at the start, I think we have all learned it. So um, I'm sure that everyone listening to this will enjoy some good time over the summer as well. Jill, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And um, it's great for you to share all of this with us. And we really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.
0: So that was Jill Taylor, Director of Studies at School. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. And for people listening to this episode, don't forget, you can always get in touch with the school if you have any questions about anything you've heard. Just visit www.thequeensschool.co.uk. There's two S's in that, thequeensschool.co.uk, for more information. And also while you're here, this is episode number four of the school's relatively new podcast channel. So now is a great time to follow this channel because then it means that when each episode is released, you get a small notification just to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.